Oh, man, I don't even want to know what this is going to be. Welcome to Responding Fire, the Kick-Ass Reverend Gaming Podcast from Ralph Idiots. I'm your host, Adam, has his camera on, didn't turn off at the last second, Gumbert. Today, I have two guests with me. Well, supposedly, if you're watching the video version, who knows what's going to happen. The first guest is Chad. He had a good time this weekend, I suppose. Michael Ennis. I did. I had a, I had a good time this weekend, and uh, I am quaking with anticipation at whatever the hell is going on <laughs> with Alex and his camera, and I cannot wait. <sighs> we also have with us video viewers, audio listeners, be prepared. Oh. You're going to be scared. <gasps> oh, my <gasps> God. <laughs> There's Alex going across country. Cozy. Oh. Oh. God. oh, my God. Oh. Thank God. I was trying to... Man, I, there was just terrible cell reception up here in the Yukon, one of Canada's uh, three territories, not provinces. And man, I was really concerned that I wasn't going to be able to tune into the podcast. But last second, last second, uh, just as I got onto this road, the cell reception went all the way to the top. And here I am, live from the Yukon, on another cross-country ski trip. Oh, man, I am dead tired, but I am... So happy to be here this evening. <laughs> that also happened. Normally, you get across the country in like an hour. How'd you get stuck halfway this time? Oh, man. It was just a crazy-ass story. There was a moose, and it, it just kicked me real bad. I got oh. real feisty, but then they said, oh, no, the moose are a protected species, so I had to take a long way around. Ugh, too long, too boring. Mm. Don't need to worry about it. But here I am. I'm very happy you're here that you're able to get us from this mountaintop. <laughs> Your cell phone mountaintop reception with a professional microphone. Uh, you yeah. catch us live on twitch.tv slash alphabetiates Sunday evenings at 8.30 Eastern YouTube and podcast services Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Upcoming. Hey, guess what? All three of the console manufacturers were like, here's our plans for the next year. What? Awesome for us. We we figured it out. Uh, but first, Alex, are you hot? <laughs> yeah. What is, I actually, also, what is, this, what is this like thumbs down mitten with a smiley face on your, your hat? What does that stand for? So it's weird. If you looked at it at a glance and didn't get a good look at it, you would think that this is like a kind of funny branded toque. Uh, it is not. It's just a blue smiley face. Toque? Is that uh, what you call it? That is what it is. I mean, actually, I think that to be a toque, it has to have the little pom-pom thingy at the end. So I actually don't think that it actually qualifies as a toque, but that's what we call Whoa. most of our hats up here in Quebec, or rather the Yukon as I am right now. Down, uh, down here in the land of your... freedom, we, we've often had the debate, depending on where you grew up and your region of, is it a, a toboggan or is it a beanie? A beanie, yeah. And mm. dude, I've, I have never before right now heard the word toque. Uh, uh, oh, all from, Canadians like, say toque. Aside from like a, a hobbit last name. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, to answer your question, Adam, you know, I have to be honest with you. I've been a little bit dishonest with you guys what? right here, right now. No. Um, well, how can we as trust you can see, I'm wearing right a, a nice full jacket, a nice, beautiful toque that's not actually kind of funny branded. Um, I actually don't need to wear any of this stuff. We Canadians can totally handle the cold <laughs> without it. So I'm going to uh -huh. take this stuff off for the duration of the podcast. You guys are just built different. Is that what the kids say? Canadian. Look That's at that beautiful road. That is such a beautiful. That is. Area. Is that is that what you ski, you cross country yeah. skied today? Yeah, you, you, one could say it's almost like it's straight out of the uh, Yukon tourism website. <laughs> <laughs> you could say that. Oh, good lord, I love it so much. Please do this every week. Uh, so we're going to start our first story. Everyone had news. We're going to start on, with Xbox. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold huh? on. What's up, bud? Too many games in the in the chat. Throwing out this T O Q U E. 
I'm learning so many new things. Not only is, do Canadians call it a toque, but it is spelled like that. It's spelled toque. Or toque. How is it spelled, Alex? How do you guys spell well, it? Well, I Googled it and it says a woman's small well, hat having a narrow, closely turned up brim. Or a small cap or bonnet having a narrow brim. <laughs> or specifically, it says Canadian, a close fitting knitted hat, often with a tassel or pom pom on the crown. The way that we spell it is T U Q U E. Oh my God. Uh, but we also occasionally use T O U Q U E. Interesting. No, I would no, assume it's a toque. I would have assumed T O K. That's uh, 100%. That's how Tolkien spelled it. Yeah. Just hop, it's getting us messed up. Uh, first up, though, we're going to talk about Xbox. We know everyone's doing future Xbox plans made official from Cat Bailey at IGN.com. Last week, Everyone pooped on themselves because they're like, oh, no, my game's uh, exclusive or not. And then okay. we know what's going to happen. <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> yeah, you know, people on the Internet, not yeah. us, but okay. the people did. But we know it's actually happening, and it's not as big a deal just like uh, I told you guys it would be. Uh, did I say that? No, doesn't matter. Xbox <laughs> revealed its vision for the future in a podcast featuring Phil Spencer, Cerebon, and Matt Booty. The biggest news was Xbox confirmation that four games will indeed be going multi-platform. Spencer declined to name the games, saying only, the teams that are building these games have announcements planned that are not far away. As we know, um, game teams put a lot of energy into their announcements and partners, so I don't want to take anything away from those teams, so I won't be talking about those titles specifically, but I think that when they come out, it'll make sense. Real quick, I know we normally don't stop in the middle. This, to me, and Alex, you probably agree, because everyone's always <laughs> talking about a direct is coming, a direct is coming. This feels to me like this was going to be at a direct, so we can't tell you because we don't want to step on Nintendo's toes. Does that how you oh, read this statement as well? 100%. And a lot of the rumors surrounding the upcoming Nintendo Direct is that, I said that really weird, by the way, Nintendo Direct, uh, a lot of the rumors surrounding the upcoming Direct uh, is that it's going to be a partner Direct, so more focused on third-party games as opposed to first-party games. And it's like, what would you show up at a third-party Direct to make it really consequential and worth tuning in? A bunch of Xbox games coming to Nintendo for the first time. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. All right, more on the story. Things that we will know for sure will not be at that Direct. Ask whether Indiana Jones and Starfield will be among games going multi-platform. Spencer said, they are not. Uh, as for the four games that will be going multi-platform, The Verge reports that they will be Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded. What, what's what's so funny, Chad? Sorry. Is there more pee-pee poo-poo in the chat? <laughs> no. Dallas mentioned another toque in the chat. It's T-U-U-K, which is the, the bottom of the ice skate that holds the blade. And I oh. went to go look it up hmm. and see, like, is that pronounced the same way? Because that would be stupid if there were all these different spellings to reference all these different things, but they're all pronounced exactly the same way. And then I forgot that the audio that I play on my computer also comes to the stream. So everyone on the stream just heard the word toque in the middle of you reading that. Oh my God, that's so funny. Uh, that toque reminds me of Taruk, the first flight, the uh, Avatar Cirque du Soleil show Ooh. that took place in 2015. Ooh, that sounds cool. Uh, so yeah, the game's supposed to be Hi-Fi Rush, Pentiment, Sea of Thieves, and Grounded, not a toque. Uh, the update also confirmed that Diablo 4 will be coming to Game Pass on March 28th, with this being only the beginning for Activision Blizzard games on the service. Xbox also reaffirmed its commitment to the service, saying that Xbox Game Pass will continue to only be available on Xbox platforms and will have all first-party games available on day one. Um, on the console front, Xbox confirmed that it's working on a next-gen console and it will be the largest technological leak you have ever seen in a hardware generation, quote-unquote. also appears to tease new hardware for this holiday. 
Uh, another quote here from Xbox uh, from a tweet. Xbox hardware will also continue to be a flagship experience for players and for game developers to launch games on with a robust and innovative multi-year hardware roadmap, including more console and controller options for you this holiday. Hmm. Rumors uh, include a de dedicated handheld device similar to Steam Deck, as well as a digital-only Xbox. So, they sat down, they told us, I just told you what happened. Um, sounds fair. I think, just for me real quick, them saying these ones will not be... Because, again, the whole thing was like, my God, my Starfield. They took my Starfield or whatever. <laughs> they took my Indiana Jones, which I could understand if, you know, you only had one device and you'd be very worried about it not being valuable. Okay, it makes sense. But they're like, hey, it's not going to be these these new big ones. It is games that are old. Uh, they said at least a year old. And it's also the smaller games or games that would need... um they use players like Sea of Thieves and Grounded or both multiplayer games. More players isn't a bad thing. Um, so I think it's like, I'm, it, it doesn't make me a difference one way or the other, but I think for those people who pooped themselves two weeks ago, you can change your shorts. Everything will be fine. For me, the biggest thing is like, thank you for letting me know when I'm getting these Activision Blizzard games, because that's what I've been waiting for. I would like to be able to play some more of those. So thank you for starting with Diablo 4 and getting some more of that stuff on there. Um, and I already knew they were going to make another console, so that's another big thing. Of course, they're going to make another console. So that's it for me. What about you guys? Shut up. Uh, what this says to me is that, I mean, alongside everyone else in the entire industry who is laying off and and figuring out ways to monetize or like shutting things down that aren't going to make money. It, uh, what this says to me is that like Xbox is trying to do as many things as it can to stay profitable. And and that includes taking games when appropriate and, and getting more money out of them. No one's buying Grounded anymore on Xbox. No one's buying... See if thieves things that aren't already buying them on Xbox, but there are a lot of people who they can tap into elsewhere and 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 get that kind of money from them. So, uh, and that's totally fine. It also shows me that um, I can't. I this was not in your note, is it? No. Uh, the Diablo Four um, coming to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, not necessarily Game Pass Core. Uh, which is now very difficult to discern how many players that means, which means Xbox is like probably seeing a decline or, or stagnation in, in memberships of those, which is, which totally now makes sense. It's like, Oh, that's why it rebranded live so that it could bundle all of these memberships into one number called game pass so that people don't freak mm -hmm. out when the game pass ultimate number shrinks. Um, yeah, let's explain to our investors. These are the people giving us money every month. Right. That's just... Here's the number of those people. Here and there go. will be an undefined portion of those people that we're going to give Diablo 4 for free. Um, yeah, and then, of course, the console stuff. Yes, we know you're going to make a, a new console. Yes, we saw from the leaks that you're going to have new hardware that will have enhanced wireless capabilities and haptics in the controllers and streamlined, probably diskless versions of your consoles uh, available this year as well. So, like, that's not any new news for us. I think the one thing that's interesting to me is largest technical leap you've ever seen in the hardware generation. I um, I I feel like technology in general, not just gaming consoles, but technology in general is coming to a point where it is difficult to have significant leaps in um, processing power, in uh, capability, in, in new and innovative input methods, like that kind of stuff. It feels like it's leveling itself out. So for... For Phil, Spon for Phil Spencer to say, this is going to be the most significant leap you've ever seen. I was like, I'm, I'm very interested to see what that means. 
I'm not going to go buy a ton of Xbox stock right now just based on that sentence alone. But like, I'm, I'm curious what that means. Chad, do you have Microsoft stock money? Because if you I got some, I throw wish. some away, bud. I wish. <laughs> I'll take a little bit of that. <laughs> um, Cozy, are you okay out there? This not, sorry, this last thing here yeah. that you just highlighted yeah, a little bit, the Steam Deck, like, similar device um, is, I don't know. I find this for Xbox specifically a little redundant. Like, there are already a ton of handheld Steam Deck, the, the uh, all those other third-party ones that you can do Xbox cloud gaming on. And that is like, that's the allure of these, unless you want, unless you want to have physically, not physically, but like digitally downloaded games to the device to run them coming from Xbox. Other than that, I don't see a reason to have a handheld device. Like Xbox cloud gaming is available on phones, on tablets, on a ton of handheld devices. So like why, why does Xbox need to make an Xbox branded Microsoft version of this thing? I don't know. Unless it's just an Xbox portal. They're like PlayStation, like you could stream your games anywhere, but we gave we gave you a device to buy. Maybe they're like, sure, we'll do that too. I don't I don't know. I don't even think this necessarily will come out. It's a rumor. Yeah. So until they say it, and then it doesn't mean anything to me. But cozy, are uh, you warm? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing totally a okay here in the Yukon. No problems whatsoever. I mean, I don't really have a whole lot to say that hasn't already been said. I'm probably the person here who's least invested in the Xbox ecosystem, so not so much I can really add. We'll say definitely this whole, uh, I guess, drama. I think is another reminder to, you know, hey, when you hear rumors, when you hear speculation, maybe don't immediately go into histrionics because <laughs> the reality of things might be so much less dramatic than what you think it's going to be. Um, not that I, you know, put any blame on any of the people that initially reported, oh yeah, Starfield or Halo might come to other non-Xbox platforms. I think they were just doing their job and relying on what information they were fed. But I think we in general could have maybe pumped the brakes a little bit. But sure. anyways, it's a good thing that for next time, we'll definitely a hundred percent, you know, heed the lesson of this experience and be completely normal and not at all uh, go insane. I when don't the know. Next I've got, big announcement happens. I've got rumors for you that have your name in the headline, so maybe. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, in the chat, um, Adam Gumby in the chat says, "You fool of a took," which is the the Lord of the Rings reference, also spelled completely different. Yeah, and then but also you. there's there's T O O K. Took and T-O-O-K took. One of them is a like a past tense verb. One of them is a hobbit. Read red. Who we knows? Need, we, need to, uh, we need to just nuke this whole word and all the pronunciations nuke. and spellings of it and meanings of it. I think so. Get rid of them all. Call it a hat like everybody yeah, else. Call it but a hat, ice skate, holder, <laughs> hobbit, stealing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, moving on to playtime, though. I You know what? I'm going to try to warm his blood up, get some hot cocoa in his mouth by using words. Get some hot cocoa Co in his mouth. Love it. By using, by making me use words. Cozy, this is interesting. I want you to talk about what you've played in playtime. Uh, the answer to that question is not necessarily a whole lot. Like I said, been on this long cross-country trip across the Yukon. I haven't been able to game that much. Pokemon Go takes up too much cell phone battery, and I got to preserve it as much as possible. Uh, no, I've been really busy, busy, busy working on cool OBS stuff for some of the upcoming uh, Respawning Fire game shows uh, that may or may not be coming within the next few weeks. And I will say, between preparing the Respawning Fire 
Network Game Show stuff and preparing a lot of stuff for Cozy Bears Cooking Season 4 earlier this year. This past month and a half has been like kind of a marathon of me hustling and doing all sorts of cool stuff in OBS, all sorts of cool stuff that I'm really proud of and I think is some of the best stuff I've ever done with the platform. But I'm really starting this week going to try to calm down and take a bit of a breather and focus on playing some video games because we have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth coming up very soon. And I want to make sure that I have Castlevania over and done with before we get to that. So the answer is not that much overall. Outside of, I did play a little bit of Human Fall Flat with some friends on Saturday. One of my secret discords has like a Saturday game night. And so we all got together and we're like, might as well play Human Fall Flat. I never played it before. Uh, I did not know that Human Fall Flat is kind of like a cooperative puzzle game with the same kind of super weird, funky physics of like a party animals, for example. Uh, I, I, for whatever reason in my mind, I'd imagine that it was just like another take on like the party animals format of you're a bunch of dudes fucking around, clinging to each other, <laughs> falling. And that is a huge component of Human Fall Flat, but there were also some really surprisingly ingenious puzzles and some surprisingly uh, intuitive solutions to them that I enjoyed. Uh, I recognize I'm hardly the first person to talk about this game because this game is actually pretty old at this point. It came out in like, what, like 2016 or 2017 at this point. It was on last year um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But a uh, good game. Highly recommended. Go play it if you haven't done so yet. It's very good. I would say as a way to obviously, you know, center yourself and, you know, not be so busy with OBS. Would I suggest when you get a chance to take a break from OBS and before you uh -oh. play Final Fantasy, Put some hot cocoa in your mouth. You'll really enjoy it. I'm telling you, you'll love it, bud. I promise. Mm, I'm trying to, like, when you first said that, I was like, do we have any hot cocoa in my house at the moment that I could get for the bit? But uh, I don't, I have, like, cocoa powder, but, like, it's mm. non-sweetened, and it, it would just be too complicated to assemble it. Well, so. you, you don't do bits, though. That's not very... No, no, of course not. As you say from the Yukon. Chad, um... I'm going to give you a nice Earl Grey tea. Gross. Put that right in your gullet. Oh, God. I'm going to put that in my gullet. It's going to come right back out my gullet. <laughs> um, I My birthday was yesterday, February 17th, in case you want to remember for next year. Uh, happy birthday, Chad. And for my birthday, thank you. Excuse me. I said happy birthday, I Chad. I said thank you. Okay. And for my birthday... I went to uh, Super Nintendo World again. Uh, I had a different friend. Last year, I went with Joel, Audrey, um, Elise, and Jerrica for the opening. And if you remember, if you're a listener that's been around for a year, um, when they announced that Nintendo World was opening on my birthday, I just randomly tweeted. It was like, it feels like this is fate. Anyone want to go to Nintendo World with me on my birthday? And they all said, yeah. Uh, this year, a different friend wanted to go. And so I was like, you know what? Sure, I'll take a quick weekend trip down there. It's like a five, five and a half hour drive. So I just went down Friday night. We spent uh, all day there yesterday. And uh, I'm happy to report that I got cool swag. And by swag, I mean I paid more than the normal amount of one of these things for this specific special one year anniversary version. This is a wristband that you wear all over the Nintendo Land Park to punch coin blocks mm. and get well, turn it right side keys. up. Though. Uh, no, this no turn it right turn it right side. This up. is the correct side up. No, no. Flip this is a gold Mario edition one year anniversary one. This is not a Wario 
wristband. Um, so yeah, yeah, this was, this is super cool. Got that. Didn't know that was going to be a thing. And, uh, yeah, I'm pleased to say that they have made a few improvements to that park. I, I think I remember talking on the show last time that the park was really cool and they had interesting interactive things, but it was not designed for large crowds and waiting in line to get these keys for these tiny activities was like a pain in the ass. I'm happy to say they now have food and drink in more places than just the one restaurant that you cannot get a reservation in. Uh, they also allow you to get two of the three keys required without having to actually play an activity. You can actually just, you know, hit a certain number of blocks throughout the thing or go find all these 8-bit characters everywhere. And that gets you most of the keys in order to fight Bowser Jr. So lots of improvements there. Interesting birthday surprise that I did not expect or that I had forgotten was that also in L.A. the same exact day was Pokemon Go fest Sinnoh tour whatever and so like only in the city of los angeles were you able to get were you able to partake in these like origin form dialga and palkia raids um, oh was it it was exclusive to los angeles yes and then the global version is this upcoming okay. weekend Got and it. there was like special yeah, was like at the, yeah. the rose bowl stadium or something like that there was like special in-person events and stuff like that that were ticketed and that kind of thing but everywhere else in los angeles county there are all these dialga and palkia origin form raids so i caught a bunch of those while waiting in line for things um i had a good old time and uh then finally you'll notice there's no crisis core on my list I did not play Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Reunion, and I have decided I am not going to beat that game before Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Well, you'll never get to, <gasps> dis to, to the shooter one. <laughs> I have watched half of a video on Crisis Core's story, just to catch myself mm. back up on it, because it has been since it came out on PSP that I played it. And I will watch videos of Dirge of Cerberus as well, and the Sephiroth content from that awful mobile game that came out last year. And then I will just call it that. And I will continue to chip away at that Crisis Core Platinum over the rest of my life. But uh, yeah, I've decided I, I don't have the time or energy to devote to that particular game right now. So I've made sacrifices. It hurts, but I've made sacrifices. <laughs> I felt you being emotional. Chad, I did the same thing. Well, I got farther than you. Um, so remember two years ago, whatever, when I was like, I'm going to do... All every because Midnight Suns was coming out and I was very excited. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, gonna watch I'm going to partake stuff. in everything Midnight Suns. I did watch all of the shows. I did not finish all of the initial comics and stuff, mm. so I didn't. I fell short on my goal as well. I got closer than you, but I fell short a little bit. So uh, you're in good company, <laughs> Alex. Tell us about something you failed at. Something that I failed. Just at. kidding. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> Uh, the final thing on my list here is HOTB, which stands for Helldivers on the Beach, uh, which stands for Helldivers 2. <laughs> uh, I was I I do not have time for this game. I got peer pressured Damn. via social media and news outlets mm -hmm. and friends into wanting to play this game. Um, and finally, while I was while I was on my birthday. February 17th, I was uh, standing in line for Mario Kart, the ride, kill Bowser at the world. And finally, after like a week of Joel texting the group, is anyone getting Helldivers? And no one saying anything. 
finally Matt's like, y'all, I think I might get hell, hell divers. And then the, oh no, it was actually Audrey. Audrey said, Hey, I think we're into hell divers. And Matt's like, Oh, awesome. I'm into hell divers too. And Joel's like, fucking great. I'm going to buy it now. And now we're all into hell divers and I own it and Dallas owns it. And Dallas is like, I'm not going to play it until Chad plays it. And I'm like, I don't have time to play this game, but I bought it. It's downloaded. I found time to play it today. I got home a little early, earlier than I was expecting before the podcast today. And so, uh, yeah, I booted it up. I watched the really, really fun, like, intro uh, trailer thing. And then the servers were at capacity and I couldn't play the game. So that game's pretty good so far. 100% of what I've played of it, I have enjoyed. So that's good. That's a good number. Yeah. So that's Helldivers on the Beach. I gotta love that. By the way, so he'll never listen so we can say whatever we want. I played Helldivers today with Joel mm-hmm. earlier today, and the server it did let me, and I was fine. Server's been wonky because literally everyone and their mom is playing that game yeah. right now. They're like, we have to cap the servers, and they hit the number anyways. Um, we were playing with Joel, and Joel was he was talking about in the chat that uh, like, oh, Chad bought it because I talked about it, and now he said he had to buy it or because he was going to feel left out, or I don't remember exactly what Joel said. Put words in his mouth. But you remember telling the story about going to Super Mario World. Uh-huh. Joel was there, right? And last Joel year. doesn't live in California. I know, yeah, last yeah, year. Yes. Joel didn't live in California. Shut up for that. Joel's going to be at PAX, uh, at PAX East That's with true. us, right? That's true. Last week, when we were doing the podcast, Joel responded to us from a Phoenix hot tub. <laughs> that is correct. Hmm. Does What is Joel? I don't want to... <laughs> again, he's not going to listen. What is... I think... So either Joel... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> Joel has probably a very good job, I would assume. A good, stable job. Him and his, uh, his the wife, right? They're married. <laughs> <And> that lady. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, and they have a, a house together, and they do that thing. But like, I wonder what Joel like. Can Joel afford multiple shares of Microsoft? Like, does does Joel have a lot of money? Does he like? Was he born from money? Is it like passed down? Like, what is? Because this I, man is always everywhere, and it doesn't make sense. It, he is. He's everywhere. He's either like an AI. It's very convincing, and therefore does not need money because he can just show up places virtually and holographically. Yeah, yeah. Or the only other option I can consider, like, even feasible, is that parts of his, like, his body is made of something, like, incredibly valuable. Whatever Mm. it might be. Some kind of rare mineral or ore that crash landed here from an asteroid and, like, there's a finite amount of it. And he's made of it. He's an alien species that's made of it. And so every once in a while he clips his toenails and that's, I don't know, $2 million right there. He just sells it to NASA. Yeah. And, like, that's it. Oh, that's that, how trim up that my beard? Cool. It. I'm going to trim my beard. Let's buy a yacht. Yeah. You would think with all that money, I mean, this is now Canon. Joel's rich. You would think with all that money, he'd be better at trivia, but... Uh, <laughs> well, if not. we're going with the story, he is an alien and therefore maybe has not been here his whole life and has not experienced American culture. That's true. That's true. Can't wait to meet him in, yeah. in Boston. All right. Well, I played. I played Helldivers on the beach as well, like I just mentioned. Uh, so if you... Whenever you're listening to the podcast... You should be able to go check it out on Shared Screen's YouTube channel, which is uh, we've had Alec Bobko on the show. He's from there. We just recorded a Helldivers 2 uh, little review thing. We talked about that for like an hour. Mm, cool, cool, So go cool. check that out on Shared Screen's. Very fun. Talked about all. I love Helldivers 2. So it's so much, much better than I expected that game to be. And it, it's a ton of fun. I hope the servers equal out so you can actually play chat. But, like, it's a good time. Me and Joel and John and uh, Joel, John, Jingleheimer, Smith, uh, we were all playing earlier. <laughs> Uh, fighting the robots, and we were having a real good time. Literally, we were in Vietnam because it was just like jungles and palm trees, and then we had to kill all these robots. It was a good time. Um, I also played... 
Ooh, boy, what is that? <laughs> what is it? Oh, yeah, Destiny. I've been playing more Destiny. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you team up with uh, Jericho and Audrey the other night? No, I went to bed. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I intend to play with them, so I've had more fun just doing... I like... Again, I know diehard fans are like, oh, they pushed it back. It's great for me. I'm just playing all the old seasonal content. It's because it's still there. Great it's also me. like been through it. 85% off right now. Like you can literally get everything Destiny's yeah. ever made up until now for like 85% off in anticipation of Final Shape. Yeah, yeah. So that's a good time. Dallas in the chat week. saying, I haven't bought mm -hmm. it yet. Fuck the servers. I might buy Company of Heroes instead. <laughs> Cap lock for the what win. What the fuck? So is Dallas also not a real person? Is we we determined Joel is a is an alien? I don't every know once, if Dallas you know is how, a real person. You know how either. like ChatGPT hallucinates every once in a while and says something that's completely nonsensical, and you're like, "That's how I know you're not human." Yeah, that was the sentence. I might buy Company of Heroes <laughs> instead. In all caps. In all caps. <laughs> oh my god, I love it, Dallas. I love it. Um, and then the last thing I did. Hmm, boy, don't you hate when you forget the things that you write See, down? Cleopatra. Come. Oh no, Castlevania. Okay, Castlevania. Oh, we'll talk about that soon. Right. I'm into yes. that. Um, isn't it funny? Just like when you. So we've done this before on maybe some people on bar for maybe you guys just in general. When you go black, go black. I've never <laughs> then gone you back. Don't go back. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, when you go back and play an older game. Because um, again, I played like the first couple of levels of this game, and the, my memories of that as a kid or teenager or whenever it was to now, it's like. This game is not what I remember. Not necessarily in a bad way, but like I remember it like being like I've gotten to the point where I left off initially and it's taken me like 20 minutes. I'm like, I swear to God, as a kid, this took me like an hour and a half to get here. Like, what is going on? I just and I don't think I comprehended the story at all. I don't know. It just feels like when you get older, you understand things better. Yeah. And then like time is different. Whatever. I have a I have a lot of thoughts to share on this game and how. The passage of time has treated it, which I will save for the podcast when we do it. Yeah, it was just interesting. And I forgot Patrick Stewart's in it. So that was fun having him pop up really quickly, be a narrator. Uh, but yeah, we should have, yeah, that, that's our uh, barf game for the month. We'll be recording yep. that next couple weeks. Have a guest on. I already had someone write in their review on it. Somebody oh. else that's not uh, going to be the guest. So looking like a good month so far. I have one more, one more thing yep. that proves Dallas is an AI. He says, okay. I don't have one eighth of the money Joel has. I need to spend it wisely. Dallas, on store.playstation.com, Company of Heroes 3 is currently 60 American Freedom Dollars. Wow. I know for a fact that this weekend, most of that group chat rediscovered the money you can get for free via PlayStation Stars and via the Sony Rewards Program. And I know you found a good chunk of change. Second, Helldivers 2 is less money than Company of Heroes 3. And <laughs> that's true. More of your friends are playing Helldivers 2. In fact, I can say literally infinitely more of your friends are playing Helldivers 2 than Company of Heroes Company 3. Of Heroes. And guess yeah. what? Wealth is the friends you made along the way. That's true wealth. You don't want to die never having played Helldivers on the beach with your friends and instead sitting there playing Company of Heroes 3 for more money. It's not the right. It's not the right move. Absolutely not. I can't wait for Chad, Matt to jump in here. We make fun of him. <laughs> Chad, Adam, I, I actually I have something to reveal. Seeing how we're exposing everyone around us for being the lies that they are, I'm actually not real either. No. Sorry. Oh my god. <laughs> now, <Nah>, ju <laughs> just kidding. 
I'm actually oh, real. I'm actually rain. I'm actually one of the few real I'm people. Rain, that's all I am. Currently left on this planet. What if we're the or only three I? real people and everyone else is fake? Who knows? Uh, does, what we, does, does what we did count as sex? I mean, in this world, if we're yes. the, I I can ninety five percent say that I'm confident I have not had sex with either of you, and if no one else is real, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's, I am not fully conscious a hundred percent of the day, so I can't account for that okay. time. But if everyone else in the world is 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 not real, mm-hmm. have any of us ever had sex? Does that count? Maybe not. Mm. Yeah. It's just fake. It's impossible to say. A Mass Keaton in the chat says, I'm AI. You've never met me. You can't prove otherwise. Those are entirely true facts. If you take the letters true of A Mass factual Keaton statements. and you rearrange them, it's an anagram for Lord Voldemort. Moving on to our quest log. This is, this is a story for Cozy. We've talked about Xbox. Now it's time uh, to talk about Nintendo. Sources say Cozy may have to sit on his hands this fall. <laughs> so funny. Andy Robinson at VGC. A Nintendo's next console could launch later than expected in early 2025, it is claimed. VGC has heard from multiple sources who said Nintendo has told publishers its next console will now launch in quarter one, 2025. According to those sources, third-party game companies were recently briefed on an internal delay in uh, Nintendo's next-gen launch timing from late 2024 to the following year. Uh, one publishing source suggested the delay was so that Nintendo could prepare stronger first-party software for the console. Euro- Eurogamer has also corroborated the Switch 2 is set for Q1 2025 release. Uh, the, quote, the console's launch moving into early next year, but still within the coming financial year, is designed to ensure Switch 2's launch lineup features as many titles as possible. Eurogamer understands. Bloomberg also corroborated uh, the news via its own sources. So again... I don't like to talk about rumors a lot, but when three different publications who are credible say it, I kind of want to pay attention to that. So it seems like that's not this year. It's early next year. Chad, what is so funny? <laughs> Matt from my eye in the chat says, hey, guys, I'm worried my suicide killed the Justice League, right? And got lost at the end of last week's episode. I haven't received one request. Could you try again? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, everyone, if, you, if you're playing Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, go get go uh, join the Raph clan, the Respawning Fire clan that Matt created. Sorry to See, interrupt this, your Nintendo news. No, this I know. Matt's also not real because in that podcast I said, whenever it goes on sale for 20 bucks, I will get it and play it. So none of you are real currently in the chat. Uh, but yeah, Cozy, are you going to sit on your hands or what are you gonna, what's, what's going to happen with you? Uh, so like, you know, as we talked about in the Xbox news story, obviously we need to take all this with a bit of a grain of salt. You never know what might happen. Maybe Nintendo might come out in a few months and be like, just kidding, the console is launching uh, in the fall. But a lot of the people that are reporting on this are pretty credible. So it's not unlikely that this is going to be the case. And if it is the case, I mean, it's not the biggest deal in the world. You know, the original Switch launched uh, early on in 2017. And so this would very much align with the way that that console launched. And, you know, that didn't do that console any harm. Um, you know, it does kind of call into question what the rest of this year is going to look like for the Switch. A- initially, when we assumed that this was going to be the last year of the original Switch and that the Switch 2 would launch in the fall, it was kind of like, okay, we'll get ourselves Princess Peach Showtime, we'll get ourselves a couple of remasters here and there, and then, you know, the Switch 2 will help pick up the slack when it releases in the latter half of the year. With the Switch 2 now potentially out of play for the rest of the year, you do wonder what 
the latter half of 2024 is going to look like for the original Switch. I think all of us were really excitedly looking forward to a Nintendo console that doesn't have a bare bones final year. And now kind of curious how things are going to turn out in that regard. Um, As you all know, I'm a big fan of Metroid. Really love those space Metroidvania games, uh, which is, uh, I got to be honest, kind of redundant to say that. Um, Now that all of this has come out, definitely does call into question what's going on with Metroid Prime 4. Uh, So Jeff Grubb uh, of a whole lot of uh, famous leaking and venture beats and stuff said that he had heard from a reliable source that apparently there were big Metroid marketing campaigns that would drop around May of 2024. Uh, I had seen this and like, apparently like it's been a very long period of time plan shift things change um and so we can't necessarily kind of take that as gospel could also entirely point to not necessarily uh metroid prime 4 but maybe a remaster of metroid prime 2 and or 3 um but it does kind of call into question now could we potentially see metroid prime 4 release on the normal vanilla switch first before we see it on the switch 2 which I mean, I get, I understand, but that is a little disappointing because I kind of want to play Metroid Prime 4 on the console that it will do it the most justice, that will show it off to the best of uh, its ability. Um, But again, circling back to what I said at the very top of the conversation, we got to wait and see on this one. But it is definitely, uh, it's not like... It's not like Nintendo was setting up a big, crazy game of dominoes and then somebody just waddled in and knocked it all over. It's not like Nintendo's glorious, perfect plans for 2024 are ruined. It's just made a little bit worse and a little bit more confusing. Um, but we'll get through it. You know, the main thing, again, it was fun to have every all the major publishers have a, or console makers have a story this week. But for me, Chad... It's just me and you right now. We pretend he lost service in the Yukon, right? Nope. Oh, no. Right, right, Shit. Right. <laughs> now you can, as you much can as confuse, I... like, facial recognition cameras if you just, like, paint lines on your face or something like that. Like an eye on your... Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we just, like, every fourth word just say, like, penis, he can't understand us. He's an AI. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. for sure. No, the thing for me was, like, again, interesting news. I don't think it'd be a huge deal if it got pushed back a couple months. At the end of the day, it'll probably be a better product, so it is what it is. But the fact that Cozy, every year, makes the prediction that Metroid Prime 4 is coming out, <laughs> and then he takes it into his fantasy league. Again, it's not funny, but to me, it's a little bit funny if Wait, it gets back. pushed to early Hold on, next... what are we talking say about? penis again. Penis. <laughs> no I, I i insulated the phone from that that won't work this time gotcha. no it'd be funny if it was like well now it's actually 2025 i don't think it's that funny because i don't want cozy to be upset but it's a little bit funny you know what i'm saying yeah well 100%. see what i'm thinking is like i still think that metroid prime 4 will 100 percent come out this year it's just now it seems like it's not going to come out in the most ideal way that i would have preferred I think that ideal way being mm, i mean we'll see We'll see. Again, yeah, we won't know so, we so many there. unknowns. It is. I know I've talked about this on prior episodes. Incredible that literally nothing about Metroid Prime Four is leaked. Like it feels like the lineage of so many big AAA games over the past several years has been everything about them leaking. But Metroid Prime Four and Tears of the Kingdom, like pretty much nothing about them leaked. Which wonder is too. They were just like, hey, by the way, here's another two day Mario. I was like, oh, yeah, interesting. Oh yeah, that one too. 
Uh, all right. This, so well, enough Nintendo on, Unless wanna, Chad, you got something. Yeah, you this. go. I want to talk about go this. For yeah. Go for it, birthday boy. Um, so this has basically been the, the co- anything that Tim Gettys from Kind of Funny has been on in the last week. This has been like three whole hours of Kind of Funny's programming is talking about this particular. What is the Switch to launch date? What is the console launch with? Um, and what are the games that are finishing out this year? And there are two like things that I think are interesting to think about. One of them is. Metroid Prime being basically The Last of Us Part 2. Not nearly in terms of narrative quality, but in terms of like, this is coming out mere months before the launch of the next console. And not necessarily being a Switch 2 thing. But I think there's I think there's something to be said for like the entire Prime... If they launch Prime 2 and 3 Remastered and 4 before the end of the calendar year, that means that all four Metroid Prime games are available on the same console with the same control scheme, with similar visuals. So it's a similar experience across all four. And I think there's something to be said for that consistency across them. But the second thing I think, especially given the hype and reception and money that Final Fantasy VII is getting, is the uh, seemingly credible rumor that the next big Zelda game that we're going to see is an Ocarina of Time full full remake. And if that is something that they are able to like launch on Switch 2, I think that could drive everyone in the whole fucking world while they're all AI. So like whatever AI do, they're driving freaking bonkers and the whole internet shuts down. And then we are the only three people left in existence and we play that game and we die happy. But yeah, I think that's the one thing. If, if maybe they're looking at like, hey, Ocarina of Time remake needs a couple extra months. And that is the thing that we are getting to sell consoles. Like that's the, I think that is worth moving an entire console release a few months for. And I think that would also be the one thing that would also like sell this console that we haven't necessarily heard of, but could very, very well be ready to ship too. I'm sure you need those big hitters to hit. Also, I'm uh, I'm 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 super surprised that we haven't heard more people bringing this up. We this article is calling it Switch Two all the time, but like it's really popular now. We saw Twisters, the TV show, at the Super Bowl. Oh. why is this not being called Switches? See? Hear me out. Hear me out. Switches. It is mm-hmm. two switches uh-huh. clamshell together. Solves your DS emulation problem. Now you can go and have DS games on the Nintendo Virtual Console or online service plus expansion pack. And you can stick with the traditional like callback to the Nintendo Wii control scheme and you can separate them with the USB-C cable and have them as nunchucks. And it's just like, it's, it's fucking perfect. So Switch 2, flush that down the toilet. This is now Switches and it's just two Switches duct taped together or tied together with the USB-C cable as nunchucks. You know why they won't? In October 14th, 2005, Disney Channel original movie called Twitches came out, featured T and Tamara, the twin actors. Twitches, the Disney Channel original movie, and Switches are too close. They don't want to they don't want to step on those toes. I am very this is the last thing I'll say and we'll move on. I am very, very happy that T and Tamara Mallory turned out as normal people. After seeing yeah. the road that you know, Mary Kate and Ashley went down <laughs> yeah. to see how they turned out well. And then also, you know, like Taj and um what's what's the hot one division? Olsen. Oh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Does he Taj turn out well? 
and Elizabeth turn out well. I'm just like, that's good for you. All four yeah. of you defied the fate that Mary Kate and Ashley went down. That everyone and Lindsay and everybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on to our last story, talking about the last people. Sony may have a little bit of a slower 2024. Also from Andy Robinson, he's putting in overtime at VGC. Sony says it expects PlayStation 5 hardware sales to gradually decline during its next fiscal year, uh, which runs from April 2024 to March 2025, and confirmed its plan to release no, quote, major existing franchise titles during this 12-month period. <sighs> Regarding PS5 hardware, which will enter its fifth year, uh, fifth year since launch, says Sony President, COO, and CFO Hiroki Totoki. Right? Is that right? Yep. I don't want to say it wrong. Partially due to entering the latter half of the console cycle, we're aiming to optimize sales with a greater emphasis on balance with profits, so expect a gradual decline in unit sales from next fiscal year onwards. Regarding first-party software, we aim to continue uh, to focus on producing high-quality production and producing live service games. But while major projects are currently under development, we do not plan to release any new major existing franchises titles next year, next fiscal year, like God of War, Ragnarok, and Marvel Spider-Man 2. There's a lot of um, financial <sighs> talk, so I try to cut that shit out. Basically, it's like back, and people say latter half, like we're at the halfway point, basically. And then there's no, not going to be a major, big time uh, Sony game from an existing franchise this year. So, I don't know, take that how you will. Maybe they'll try something new, maybe they won't. I mean, we know we're not going to get Wolverine, we're not going to new God, um, mainline God of War, not going to be anything from Naughty Dog, I would assume, as well. Um, you know, it's just interesting, initially... You know? Initially, when this announcement came out, I was very much like, come on, man, really? Really? Like, this is the point in time in this console's life cycle where we should be cooking with gas. This is where we should be getting Spider-Man, Horizon. Like, I'm just using comparisons to where the PS4 was at in its own respective life cycle. You know, having had a few days to, you know, sit back and reflect on it, you know, even though we might not be getting some of those super uber big triple quadruple A games, I would still imagine that we'll probably get some pretty decent games of perhaps a lesser stature this year. In fact, who knows? Maybe this year might serve as a test bed to kind of show to Sony like, hey, those games that are on a kind of like slightly lesser level than your like 100 hour God of War, Super Horizon, Forbidden West uh, RPG action games actually are decently sustainable and are decently popular and maybe you should lean into those more uh all that said it is still i mean it just speaks ill to the state of the industry that we've arrived at this conclusion i mean it's just i know chad's gonna go it's like oh hey these games are expensive and take a long ass time to make sorry guys like it is what it is so you gotta deal with it but you know, you look at stuff like Helldivers 2 on the beach uh, doing so well. It's like, oh, we mm. can do smaller, more interesting. You know, like, that's not even a game that they own. That's just, like, someone they partnered with, and people are loving it. And again, I like, again, I love A God of War and, and A Last of Us and stuff, but I also like the weird stuff once in a while, as long as it's good, yeah. you know? Nothing like fucking, I was going to say Doki Doki. That's not even a PlayStation <laughs> game. Uh, knack. I don't need any more Knacks, but you can give me some other interesting weird stuff. I mean, th keep in mind that this doesn't mean we're not getting Sony first party things this year. We're still getting right. the final shape. We're still getting um, the fucking the games that they showed off that none of us were like super interested. Like the I don't know. Concord. Concord. That's what Concord. I, the C game. Yeah, Concord. That's what I was trying to think of. 
we very likely could get Bluepoint's original game that they're working on. We very this, their quote was no major existing franchise titles. Like so, we still could get Bluepoint. We still could get uh, a follow up to Returnal, like whatever's next in um that develop. I forget the name of that developer. Whatever's next in their arsenal that they're Housemark. working on. Housemark. Thank you. Like, I so, love an original Housemark game. That'd be dope. Yeah, there are there are a ton of studios that we could get original things from that aren't necessarily these like handful of key Sony first party things that could just still be major dope cool things that come out this year. Um, so it's not necessarily going to be like a, a a dearth of anything on your PlayStation Five first party wise for the next twelve months. Also, third party games are ninety eight percent of the games released every year. So play some of right? those guys. Those are good, right? Yeah, like go back and play Company Heroes Three. Go back and play <laughs> Death Stranding Director's Cut and pee into a grenade and throw it at a bloody monster. Like that's something you can do. Or just there were games like you know Baldur's Gate Three last year that you know yeah. people refused to or play. Or like even Company of Heroes of Three, kind of <laughs> that one as well. <laughs> or, as well, as well. Or Worms with People, as some people might describe <laughs> it. But talking about all this, what this company's doing, this company might not have a huge game. What's Nintendo going to do? Oh, it's that time. Something from Adam is That's Barrett from Final Fantasy VII Remake singing the Final Fantasy theme song, Battle Victory theme song, but with Segment from Adam as the lyrics. That's what that is. Does he really sing it? Yeah. At the so at the very oh. end of if he's in your party at the end of a battle, if you win it, sometimes I go. Bah, 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 bah. Have you not played remake? That's funny. No. Oh, Adam. No, I have not. Uh, all right, very cool. So, oh, yeah, get on the beach. So this is Adam's segment. We're going to do a fun one. We've done a similar version. We're going to do something different. Before I do that, because I have a bunch of tabs open, and I have to make... I've got to make fun of you. I'm sorry. Don't disappear on us again. So, Cozy, <laughs> you made... Uh, <laughs> You made a big deal about the Game Awards this last year and how they didn't let people talk, which you know, I, I agree with you on that. Did you watch Dice Awards this year? Listen to all those developers go on the Dice Awards stage and talk as long as they want? I'm not... Like, this sounds like an excuse, but, like, I literally think that the night of the Dice Awards, it was, like, 8.30 p.m., and I was like, I literally got four hours of sleep the night prior mm -hmm. and literally, like, just sat in my chair and just fell asleep and completely missed it. Oh. Gotcha, gotcha. Chad, did it you? It was one of those things where, like, I had been keeping abreast, for the record, abreast. of a lot of the tweets, and yeah, very much keeping abreast of all the tweets and announcements leading up to it. The tweets and announcements that didn't do a very good job, by the way, of directing me or anyone else to where and when we could actually watch the announcement thing, but it legitimately... I, I just completely passed out the night that it happened. No, you're good. I'm getting a hard time. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3 won a lot, and Spider-Man 2 won a lot as well. They both won five and six awards, uh, respectively, so good for those two teams. I did watch the clip uh, with yeah, the Embracer yeah. group joke, and I was like, that's funny. Yeah. I want to watch the rest of this, but then, and I planned to. I was going to YouTube it oh, and listen to it on my drive that I just had back mm -hmm. from L.A., um, and then I just got too sucked into the Adventure Zone versus Dracula, and I listened to all of oh, that good. instead. So, good shit, uh, but good I, thank you for reminding me. I, I am going to go back and at least fast forward through the developers talking and listen to the jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's the part <laughs> they want you to listen to. So, what we're doing here, Adam's segment. This is armchair uh, uh, gaming quarterback CEO, right? Basically, what we're going to do is this is a little different this time because you both are here. Oh no, our our game, our company isn't going to have a huge game this year because the things are happening. Oh no, it's going to be bad. So this is me. You guys are developers. I'm going to say, hey, we got to have something to fill 
the year. We got to put some games out, fiscal year. I'm going to give you games that are dormant from these different companies that need to fill these gaps. And whoever gives me the better pitch wins. And we're just going to have fun. I'm going to give you some oddballs, maybe, maybe some easy ones. So, and again, this is all very, I didn't prep you ahead of time. It is what it is. Eat my ass. Uh, so, first up, I'm Ring Ring. Who, who's picking? Who are you? Who yes. are you calling? Is it a group FaceTime? You guys are in a conference room together. Hit oh. the big, the big speaker. Uh, boop. Hey, Adam. Uh, hold on. Shoot, we're on mute. Uh, Alex, can you hit the hit the red button, the mute button, turn it green? There we go. Thank you, Alex. Can you hear us? Adam, sorry, I'm so so sorry. Yeah. I'm just used to virtually, and I see people's names on the screen. Adam. Um, yeah. Hey, what's up? We're in a conference room here together. We brought bagels. Hey, so Switch got pushed back. Um, we're, don't tell anybody. Don't leak it. Adam, <laughs> no are you on Ethernet? You're, bra- you're breaking up. We can't. No, I'm maybe not. Try turn am, your video stream off. In. Turn your video stream nope. off so your audio comes through better. This conference it's an audio room call. sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yeah, we're in the penis conference room. All right, so <laughs> what I'm doing is I need you. I'm going to pitch you some games so we can fill our, our year because we've got stuff for the launch coming out next year. Mm-hmm. First game I'm going to give you, and I'm in, this is Nintendo, Adam, first. What can you guys do with Star Fox? Either a remaster or something. Just give me give me a pitch for what you think a Star Fox game that could help the Switch out this year. Give me an idea for Star Fox. What do you guys got in your minds? Whoever gets Oof. the best pitch wins. At the end, you get a raise. The loser dies. Uh, <laughs> Adam, another remake oh, of Star Fox 64. Nah, just joking. Another no, remake? You, you, you go first and I'll, I'll think about it. Here's the thing, Adam. Mm-hmm. Easiest money you have ever made in your life. Okay. What do Rogue Squadron and Starfield and most other dogfighting in space games have in common? The dog controls fight. are ta- the controls are terrible. Michael Vick does well, not exist true. in it, despite the name of the the type of fight. Oh, uh, um, he's one of the three football player names I know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the controls are terrible. It's not fun. You spend ninety four percent of your time moving your ship around in every direction, trying to find the other one, and then you find it, and you lock on, and they fly right by you, and then you spend 94% more of your time trying to turn yourself around. It's not fun. But people fucking love them. People love dogfighting in spaceships, even though it's a terrible Mm -hmm. experience. And the cool thing is, you build one cheap-ass skybox. There's a big black JPEG, and put a bunch of white Mm -hmm. dots on it, and maybe a JPEG of Jupiter off in the distance. And then you put one polygonal-ass ship. You don't have to worry about making the ship look smooth because that's not even Star Fox's aesthetic. The cheapest, you put like six different triangles together. That's your Star Fox ship. Terrible controls. People are going to fucking eat that shit up. All you need is an asshole bird and a frog talking to you and someone to do a barrel roll and nostalgia is going to kick in and people are going to lose their shit. So you just want to remake 64? No, I'm not remaking 64. Style. I'm literally... not. Oh. There is no progression. There is no story. There are no levels. <laughs> Nothing. You are out in the middle of space, turning in every goddamn direction, trying to shoot one ship that's just flying back and forth around in a circle. And it takes yeah. you about 8 to 12 hours to finally shoot that ship enough to kill it. We'll see. It's going to sell from Cozy. like hotcakes. Yeah, like every other Star Fox game. All right, Cozy, do you have a pitch for your Star Fox game? I do, and here's the thing: people are gonna moan and what, what do people say? They say that people moan, moan and, groan. and groan, moan and groan. There's another word though that right. also begins with an M that I was going oh, for: moan and mucus. 
moan, moan and mucus. And we'll, we'll just go with that. <laughs> people people are going to moan and mucus at this, but I'm just going to go for it because it, as much as it might not be the most original answer on the planet, this is something that legitimately, legitimately, if we were in our telephone conference right here, right now with Nintendo, if I pitched this idea to them, they'd probably be like, yeah, sure, let's do it. Star Fox 99. F-Zero proved that the Battle Royale genre, the experimental Battle Royale genre, let's do it, is still alive and well and can, you know, appease longtime fans of the series, even if it isn't exactly perhaps what you want out of a new game in said franchise. And I think that we can certainly figure out a way to do the same with Star Fox. You know, 99 other people flying through an asteroid field, shooting at uh, various enemies. Perhaps the more and more better that you do, the more enemies that you avoid or kill, the more energy or power-ups that you obtain. And maybe you can use some of those power-ups to summon Star Wolf, the opposing gang of uh, spacefaring ruffians to attack some of the other people on the field. And eventually at the end of the day, only one person can be left. And that person is named the Star Fox Grand Winner. Adam, let me quote hmm. the Embracer CEO. Oh boy. Everything oh no. we do is in service of our shareholders. <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. it. Like that's, no, that's the most important thing. How yeah. much money has Nintendo ever sold any of their 99 games for? How about zero dollars? Mm -hmm. How many microtransactions exist in those? But it How brings more people to Nintendo Switch Online. That's not, that's not what Embracer cares about. <laughs> well, this is Nintendo, not Embracer. <laughs> so I think, and also to keep the competition interesting up until the third uh, question, Cozy, you're going to win this one for sure. Oh yeah. You don't know what's good for you. Alex, hit the button to mute, to mute us real quick. Oh, Adam, we're having some microphone troubles. <laughs> Alex, did you hit the button? Alex, Alex, did you hit the button? I think he hit the button. Alex, listen. If we throw enough bad ideas out there, Adam's going to bite on all of them, and he's going to go under, and we can embrace her group up everything he owns for pennies on the dollar, and we can make our shareholders val like valuable and make them happy, and we can become the kings of the gaming industry. So like, let's, let's make some really bad pitches here. Alex, hit the button again. Turn it green. Turn it green. Ring, ring. All right, all right, all right. I, ring, I, I ring. hit the button again. Adam, I think you're calling in from a second device right now. I see two of you on the screen. Hey, I'm Mr. Sony, Adam. Oh, I'm Adam from Sony. Oh, shit. Hold, uh, Nintendo, you weren't supposed to see that. Hang up on Nintendo right now. Hang up on Nintendo. Hang up on Alex. Hang up. Alex? What? <laughs> fuck it, I'll Hold do it. Fuck it. Uh, give me the give me the screen. Give me the little Webex screen. I don't, I don't know how Why these phones is this in work French, anymore. Alex? <laughs> All right, I can hear it's you. It's very okay. simple. You just have to read all 14 instructions and you'll be able to figure it out. All right, Nintendo Adam's gone. Sony Adam's here. All right, we might not have any major franchises, so I'm going to give you guys just garbage that we don't care about anymore. But actually, maybe we do care about it. Maybe we want you to pitch us on what the next Twisted Metal game is going to be. Mm, give it to me. <laughs> Twisted Metal pitch for, again, remake, new game, whatever you want to do. What's a Twisted Metal pitch that could fill the year for Sony for not having any quote-unquote major whatever? Everyone's starting. Alex, Alex has I'll, to go I'll first take the on wheel on this one. Yeah. I'll take, take the, wheel the wheel on this one. I like it. Okay, so what's funny is that, is there not a Twisted Metal game that's currently in development? I'm not Allegedly. making that up, right? Allegedly. Yeah. Quote, 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 Anyways. Quote. 
So we'll, we'll assume that this project that I'm about to pitch is completely separate from that project. So as we all know, one of the biggest hits to come out of the big end within the past few years was, of course, Nintendo Labo, which allowed you to create all manner of interesting semi-programmable objects using magnetic tape and cardboard and string and all sorts of good Nintendo fun and love. And I figured, you know what? Sony could use a Labo-like competitor of its own. And what better franchise to pair it with than Twisted Metal? Because instead of manipulating cardboard, you're going to be twisting and manipulating pieces of metal, making yourself a little uh, sweet tooth car that you can drive around using your PlayStation 5 DualSense controllers, Bluetooth functionality. I don't really know how it will work, but I think the idea is there. Or that's twisting my metal. I like the idea of twisting metal. He d- used the words in the sentence. Uh, that was off the dome, by the way. Didn't even oh, like rehearse or think of that ahead of time. It was very good. Uh, Chad, what's your what's your pitch for a new twisted metal? Adam, you know what's position? hot right now? Celebrities. Always mm. are, always have been, always will be. Here's how we get celebrities involved in twisted metal. Everyone knows if you're a celebrity and you're in a video game, chances are you want it to be a choose-your-own-adventure-style narrative-type game, right? Look at fucking Hayden Panettiere. Look at Rami Malek. Look at fucking Willem Dafoe. Look at uh, Ethan Page. No, what's what's his name? Uh, formerly Ellen Page. I think it is Ethan. Is it Ethan? Okay. Uh, Maybe. Look at Mr. Page. Look at all these stars that are like, I want to be in these games that are narratively focused and allow me to be silly and funny. Who do we cast? The hottest stars in the world right now related to the Twisted Metal property. Uh, how about Elliot? Thank you, Dallas. Elliot Page. Elliot, there you go. Uh, I knew his how name. about we cast yeah, Anthony yeah. Mackie? Oh, that's a What? Yeah, how about we cast fucking Joe Bluth, whose name I forget for, for the moment that you love, who is Lego Batman. Um, what's his name? Will Arnett? Will Arnett, yes. <laughs> yes. Joe Bluth? Joe Bluth, yes. Can we... Uh, oh, yeah, no, can we this also is not your cast... pitch. This is, not, this is not your pitch. Okay. How about okay. we do Rosa from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, whose name I also forget. Stephanie, Beat- Stephanie Beatrice. Be- Beatrice. There we go. Uh, how about we cast them? Why? Because synergy, Adam. Twisted Metal is a hit on Peacock. We got Twisted Metal on Peacock. And, and here we go. All they have to do, they don't have to do anything weird or new or performance capture. They just fucking act. They just do the show. And every once in a while, we give the audience a prompt that makes them feel like they're in control. Hit the A button, rotate the right thumbstick a little bit, and at the end of the episode that you're playing right now, one of them looks straight into the camera and says, man, all that metal sure is twisted. (laughs) Bam. And then at the end of the game, one of them can die. Hmm. Interesting. I will say, I was waiting for anybody to say Anthony Mackie's name and you were going to win. So, Chad, congratulations. You've done it. Ooh, I was going to propose that this also me. have Jason oh. Manzoukas <laughs> in it as well, if we're going to bring in a bunch of celebrity Yeah, let's put in Jason Manzoukas people. and Jason Sudeikis and Jason Momoa and Jason Bourne, both Paul of Shear, them. Paul June Diane Raphael. <laughs> and James Fonda. Of, how did this get made? And all of like them it. beat Jimmy Fallon to death with a baseball bat filled with nails. Oh, I love it. Twisting all metal. right, moving on. I'm hanging up now. Oh, it's me, Adam. I don't have to ring on the phone. I'm Adam from Xbox. I'm over here, right? Oh, no. That's so weird that Xbox Adam and PlayStation Adam are in the same room and sharing the same phone. Yeah, you know, we're like we're best buds over here. All right, so here's what we're doing, right? The new initiative. Yeah. We're going to... I need you guys. 
Again, we've got, you know, we've got games coming out this year. We got the, the whole thing, right? We're going to put old, some older games on Nintendo. So right now, I'm thinking about what is a future game that we can get more players on on another console. So I need you guys to pitch me a revival of a game that I think would be perfect on Switch. Maybe it'll be multiplayer. Maybe not. You guys give me the pitch. I need, what do you guys want to do with Fusion Frenzy? It needs to come out this year so that we can release it somewhere else in a couple of years from now. But Fusion Frenzy, which is like a party game on the original Xbox, really kind of edgy in early 2000s for sure. Uh, and I need pitches on how to make a new Fusion Frenzy. Or you're just going to remaster it. You tell me. What are we doing for Fusion Frenzy? By the way, loser dies. Adam, here's here's okay. what we got. Here's what I've, I've got this. Don't worry about it, Cozy. In fact, you can go pee or grab one of the bagels I brought. Um, Fusion Frenzy. All right. Don't mind if I do. Just Googled some images of it right now. Uh, looks like it's balls running around a disc in, over a pit. And some of them sometimes look like hamburgers. And they're different colors. Perfect for a Nintendo Switch console. You, you throw in a gyroscope in there. Whoa, where am I? Blah. And then here's the other thing. Funko Pop themed. Worked for Gears of War. Make it available not just on Switch, but on mobile. And have some really, really difficult to do interaction between the two. Where you have to sign into an account. Uh, connect your mobile phone to a wireless network generated by the Nintendo Switch by scanning two different QR codes in order to make that process happen. And then you get, I don't know, some uh, a different themed or colored hat in the game. And here's why this is going to be such a great opportunity for us. It's a tax write-off. It's going to fail miserably. But guess what? We're going to make so much fucking money from the taxes, from the tax write-offs, and however all that shit works... And we're, it's, it's going to be amazing. We also keep the trademark for Fusion Frenzy because we've created another game in the franchise before it expires. So, like, it's a win-win-win-win-win. Lose, win-win. It's a real Wile E. Coyote situation, yeah, right? Yeah, Wile E. Coyote, Dr. Wiley from Mega Man, all of Wiley's. No, that, that movie that they canceled even though people yeah, said it was See? Good. Exactly. And they're going to make so for much fucking money. It's a, it's a Batgirl, yeah. Wile E. Coyote, Dr. Wiley from Mega Man. All of it. I like all it. All right, Alex. What is your idea for Fusion Frenzy? I didn't find any of the bagels, but I did find. <laughs> oops, I dropped the fork. Uh, plate of potatoes, pie, Close. and Brussels sprouts that my family baked for dinner. Uh, okay. So the problem with F Fusion Frenzy is I've heard the name of that franchise before, but I can't remember for the life of me if I've ever even seen any footage of what it looks like. So off the dome, here's my pitch. One of the... Biggest surprise successes in the Xbox ecosystem as of late is Pal World. So much so that they went out of their way to talk a lot about Pal World on their recent episode of the Xbox podcast where they reassured everyone, hey, 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 it's okay, it's okay, we're not going third party, everything's going to work out good. So the way I see it, we got to take advantage of Pal World, exploit it for all its resources uh, as quickly and as much as possible. And what I'd like to propose to you is something that the Pokemon community has been doing for years now. Pow World Fusions. It's like those Pokemon Fusion thingamabobs websites that you see all the time where like you can take Mewtwo and Pikachu and you can fuse them together and you get Pikachu. But within <laughs> Pow World, it is a Pow World spinoff that's entirely predicated on taking bootleg knockoff Electabuzz, bootleg knockoff, I don't know, uh, Quagsire, whatever the fuck they ripped off in that game, and fusing them together. 
And basically, it takes the initial depth and strategy of the baseline version of Power World, and it makes it that much more complex now that you can mix and match the abilities and attributes of the many pals that you come across. All right. Both interesting pitches. I appreciate Chad took two seconds to look up what Fusion Frenzy was. <laughs> um, so, Cozy, I love your idea, but I think I got to give it to Chad because it is like a, a Fall Guys slash Mario Party kind of game. And he just said, we're going to just make a version of that with gyroscope and throw it on Switch and then make a tax write-off. So, I guess I'm going to have to give it to Chad this week. Oh, damn. But you, you, but Cozy's the real winner because he got a stew or potatoes? Brussels sprouts. Potatoes, Adam, pie, would it, would it, and Brussels sprouts. Would, would it change your final decision if I told you that the Pow World Fusion game is going to sell like 20 million copies? Cozy wins. That's my segment yeah, from Adam. Oh, there we my go. God. It's rigged. <laughs> it's rigged. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Thank you guys for being along with me for that fun segment. Thank you for that segment from Adam. And we are now going to move into our Cozy's Question of the Week. Look forward to it. All right. Uh, Adam. Yeah? Do you want a gaming question or a non-gaming question? Mm, give me... Give me... Give me... Give me gaming. <laughs> you want a gaming question? Okay. Yeah, sure. Why not? Chad, pick a number between 1 and 2. 1.7. Uh, we'll round up, which means that you've chosen 2. Okay. Which means that my question of the week is, which PlayStation console has the best startup screen slash music when turned on? Hmm. Here's the question. Yeah, well, yeah, go for it, Adam. What I don't walk me through it. What were the Vita and the PSP ones? Because I remember all the, the console ones, but I don't remember mm. those two. Were those anything to write home about or were they just like basic, whatever? Yeah, I don't remember the Vita one like because the, I would always just have it in sleep mode. Yeah, like, like it's Vita very rare like, that I would turn it on and it had off. Sony Computer Entertainment in the middle and like a little gradient from black at the top to like this bluish gray at the bottom. And then it goes like, squeak, squeak. And then all the bubbles pop up. Mm -hmm. And then the PSP one. Oh, no, sorry. I miss. I misspoke. I think the Vita one was like a, squeak, squeak. like that was the sound. Mm. And then the bubbles pop up. Gotcha. Uh, I, I am not familiar with the PlayStation. Like, weirdly enough, I'm not familiar with the PlayStation 2 uh, startup sound. I never owned a PlayStation oh, you 2. Are? That's the one I know the yeah. most. Uh, I know the PlayStation 1 one. And that's like... And that's a little PlayStation logo. Yeah. Uh, but here's the one I'm, I'm most disappointed with. PlayStation 5. It's yeah. just like you hear. I was that was mm. not going to be on the list. Absolutely not. I mean, it's fine, and but then, it's just not much. Yeah, right. And then there's no, there's no personality to it. It's just like a light in the dark, and then your game shows up on the screen. Here's the thing. I don't want to do based on nostalgia, but it here's the thing. The PS2 one was pretty cool because it basically you turned it on, it was like, and then you were like in a yeah. in a field of it's like a like a foggy like darkness, and then like as like the logos like moved in the distance and then whatever i just remember it being like a boom and it was mm. like it was like a five second it's like a whole presentation and i was like that's it's pretty i remember that one is what i'm saying <laughs> compared to some of these other ones now again i know that's not the real question is the best one is actually gamecube but that's not part of the question so like what right so like what is closest to playstation or to the gamecube one i think 
it might be the PS2, maybe the PS4, because I do like how the like the little, like the 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 super clean like boom here it is. Did the PS3 one? PS3 one did have the Spider-Man font. It did. It had the Spider-Man yeah. font. It also had like the little wavy light, like the life stream from Final Fantasy VII yeah, yeah. waviness, and it had the cross media bar that it, like res like resolved into. I honestly, I don't. Jesus Christ, dog. Smells like Dookie Cheerios in here. <laughs> uh, um, God, did you? I don't think you pooped. That just must be farts. Uh, sorry. What does the PS4 <laughs> UI look like anymore? I don't even remember what PS4 UI looked like. Like the PS5 UI, but black instead of like white and gray. <laughs> oh, and you could do themes too, right? Yeah, but I don't pretty much. Yeah. PS4 mm -hmm. UI. Oh, yeah. I think it's, it has to be between uh, the three and the two for me. I, I will say I have a lot of um, nostalgia for the PS3's opening fanfare. It, it's a lot like almost like hearing an orchestra that's warming up, which I, mm -hmm. I really love that. Oh, thematically. yeah. Yeah. OK. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, say what you will about the PS3. Uh, it's really cool. That being said, I actually think that my answer is going to be the PS2. I think that yeah. the like abstract, like digital cityscape, whatever you want to call it, combined with the soundscape when you turn it on, still remains, I think, unbeaten. It just reminds me, again, nostalgia is, is bullshit, but it's like, I remember, you know, 10, 11, at a friend's house at four in the morning drinking Mountain Dews and just like that being that sound coming on because we're about to play GTA three for the hundredth time or whatever. So Okay, hold on, I, hold, I on hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Um we're just gonna I'm gonna share this real quick with the children. Uh oh. Okay. We're gonna we're gonna watch this um PS2. We should put opening. that in the podcast. It's yeah, it'll be well. in the be podcast. Careful. Oh okay, shit. Sure. We don't have to worry about copyright with the PlayStation Two sound, do no, we? No. Absolutely not. You'll be fine. Okay. Sure. You want to put it on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Put it up. Well, let me let me swap this then over to the Safari window. And because this is the winner, that's why we're watching it. Everybody. Oh, right, 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 right. Okay, I'm gonna hit play on. Oh shit, it's all cropped and shit. No, I'm not gonna hit play on it. Yeah, I will. Okay. I'll just I'll just, okay. We'll Scooby do it down. We're doing it for the sound, basically. And anyways. we are now transitioned over to that one. I'm gonna hit play, and we're gonna watch it all together. Here we go. This sound does sound familiar. Like, I've heard this sound before. It's a lot slower than I thought it'd be. Okay. Cool. I'm okay with that. As I'm saying, I just, again, that it's that starting sound. I'm like, oh, I know what this is. You could put me in a blind, put me in a box. Cover my eyes up. Only let me hear the sound. Put I would know that that was blind, Put me in a box. <laughs> I think it's the way. <laughs> okay. Um, great. Dope. Thanks for that question, Alex. Excellent question. Excellent question. We are now going to transition into our game on game show. The game on our game show. The game we're playing. Oh, fuck, I messed <gasps> it up. It's game on game show is the game we're playing right now. Uh, you might have noticed by the accidental reveal there uh, in the screen while after I closed out of that YouTube window, we are playing GameStop Blackjack. Ooh. And so uh, this is a returning segment where uh, you all will try to guess the trade-in values of some GameStop, of some video games at GameStop and try to come in under $21. Here's the twist this time. In celebration of Helldivers on the Beach, uh, your entries that you guess must either contain the number two, the specific value two, so not 2K22, not uh, the Roman, well, yeah, Roman numeral two counts. 
um, 2.8 final chapter remix does not count. It has to be two. It has to be a two. Or okay. the word beach. Those are the stipulations. Okay. Two or beach. And I'm going to give you three games to go through this and try to figure out, um, uh, try to get as close as you can to 21 without going over. I believe yeah, Adam won last time. So, Alex, I'm going to give you the advantage of guessing first. What is your first game having either American the number dollars. two? Uh, this is, oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Let me clarify. Last time was Canadian dollars. This time is American dollars. Uh, what is the first game that you would like to guess with the number two in the title or uh, the word beach? Uh, hmm. Man, oh, I gotta sorry, be honest. Final, last thing, if you oh, if wait. you guess a game and it does not exist in GameStop's database for trade-in or does not have a value, uh, that is an automatic ten dollar game. Okay. Uh, I feel like this is a risky bet, but I mean, my pool of things to choose from isn't huge. I'm gonna go with Red Dead Redemption Two. Okay, Red Dead Redemption Two for which platform? Uh, let's go for PS4. Red Dead Redemption 2 for PS4 earns you $22. <laughs> you already failed. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I could oh. fail too, though. I could fail too. Um, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going <laughs> to... We're going to give Adam one shot, and then we're going to go to another... Another. We're going to reset, and we're going to go to round two. Um, so give Adam... Mulligan. Yeah, we'll give him a mulligan. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, give me Borderlands 2. Ooh, Borderlands 2 for which platform? Xbox 360. Okay, Borderlands 2 for Xbox 360. Searching. Are you asking for... Borderlands 2 Vanilla or Borderlands 2 Game of the Year Edition? Um, Let's go Game of the Year Edition. Cool. Both of them are $1.10. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Look at that. Very nice. All right. Now, Cozy, you get a mulligan because you yes. <laughs> fucked up. What do you actually want for your first game? I know you're chewing, but it is what it is. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, the original, not the 2022 mm. reboot, uh, for the Xbox 360. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um, that's, hold on, there's the new one. Okay, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for the Xbox 360 is $2.75. Okay, there we go. See, I didn't, the problem is, is... I didn't know like how far back your like database of games reached. And so I assumed, well, it has to be something from like within the past 10 years. But when Borderlands 2 got in, I was like, oh, okay, that really actually opens up the floor to potential games. I remember it's from. GameStop's database, not Chad's database. That is correct. Yes. So what does GameStop take? But yes. All right. You want me to go first now or a second? Yeah. 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 Give me. I really wish I could think of a name with beach in the title. Wait, wait, wait. The best? Sorry, hold on. Uh, pause, pause, pause. Are we just border? Are we scratching Borderlands two? No, we Borderlands two. We both have one. Okay. He, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, your second yeah, he just game. Replaced your second his. game. My second game will be. Give me uh, Dishonored two. Oh, Dishonored two for which platform? 
Uh, PS4. Dishonored 2 for PlayStation 4, 55 cents. Okay. Interesting. I did not know they gave out less than one dollar for. Uh, here's a fun thing. No, I won't. I won't mention this. I won't mention this, um, Alex. Until afterwards, Alex. What is your game? Your second game. Uh, Call of Duty served me well first time around, okay. or rather, second time around. Uh, so let's go with the near Call of Duty. Let's go with Call of Duty Black Ops Two for the PS3. Call of Duty Black Ops Two. For the PS3. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 PlayStation 3 is $1.65. Okay. We are definitely going to... There we go. Well, well, we might. We might. Again, we saw how easily this can change with one game. We might not come close to the $21 limit. So it'll be whoever Mm -hmm. is closest. So right now we are on our final game. Adam has Borderlands 2 and Dishonored 2 for a total of $1.65. Cozy yeah. has COD MOBA 2 for 360 and COD Blops 2 for PS3 for $4.40. Adam, what is your final game? Now, this might make me lose, but I'm doing it for the lols, and I'm doing it because Chad will appreciate it. I am going to give you Barbie Beach Vacation. Barbie Because that's a name beach with beach in it. Vacation. It's a game, and I'm sure they don't take it, mm-hmm. so it should be automatically $10. For what platform? I don't know what it came out on. Just type in Barbie Beach Vacation and tell me if it's on it. I don't even think they take it as the main thing. There are a lot of Barbie games here that I have to scroll through. How many with Beach in the name, though? That's what we're looking it for. It just has a bad search engine. I type in Beach Vacation. Oh, oh, no, it's Dreamhouse Party. <laughs> so I knew there'd be a Barbie, Barbie Beach, Beach game. Vacation yeah, yeah. does not exist in GameStop's trade and database. Mm. Therefore, it is a $10 uh, thing for you. So Barbie. Yeah. Beach vacation, ten dollars for Adam. Cozy. Adam has eleven dollars and sixty-five cents. You have four dollars and forty cents. What are you going to do to surpass without going over twenty-one? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I am going to choose Dark Siders Two for the three sixty. This is Dark Siders, the Joe Mad action adventure game where you're playing as one of the four horsemen. Dark Siders 2 for, I'm sorry, which platform? The 360. The Xbox 360. Dark Siders 2 is the least valuable version of that game. The most valuable version of that game gets you $7.70, which will absolutely make you win. Your version gets you $1.10, which means you lost by a lot. Uh, So the final score here... $11.65 $11.65 for Adam with Borderlands 2, Dishonored 2, and Barbie Beach Vacation. $5.50 for Alex with COD Modern Warfare 2, COD Blops 2, and Darksiders 2. Um, f- interesting that Dishonored 2, you chose the PS3 version, I believe, Adam. Is that correct? Uh, PS4. PS4 yeah, version. Yeah. The Xbox version gets you $0.28 cents versus oh, 28 the $0.55. Cents. So that was like $28. Yeah, $0.28 cents as opposed to the $0.55 cents of the PS version, so... Wow. Awesome. See, I don't want to gloat because Alex 100% could have just made up a game that wasn't going to be in the system like I assumed Barbie Beach Vacation wouldn't be and he would have beat me. But yeah. I appreciate him playing correctly and trying to pick a game. So I just had to think something with Beach. I'm like, Barbie definitely had a Beach game. Let's so do, let's just, let's because we are so far from 21, I'm going to throw a bonus round uh-huh. in there. Okay. One, one more, more game for both of you. 
just think it's another game with beach in the title. <laughs> if you guess another game with favorite. beach in the title that does not exist, you go over 21. Yeah, I go over. Yeah, that's true. Because you are currently at 1165. Um, I need a second to think because I wasn't thinking. Cozy, do you have one in mind by any chance? Uh, I may or may not have broken the social contract earlier and looked up games with beach in the title on Moby Games. Oh, I'm sure Adam did the same. He did not have Barbie Beach vacation off the top of his head. <laughs> there was nothing interesting, nothing I had heard of before on there. Okay. I've got a two. So. I've got a two for you. Okay. XCOM 2 for Xbox One. XCOM 2 for Xbox One. Yep. Gets now, you... Is there just the base version, or is there like the old, like the complete? Oh, whatever? I'm actually very glad you asked because there is the XCOM 2 collection for Xbox One, mm -hmm. and there's XCOM 2 for Xbox One. There Give is the also collection. XCOM 2 Deluxe for Xbox One. Give me the collection. The collection is almost triple the value of the original at one dollar oh. and sixty five cents. <laughs> I love that. $1.65 for one of the best games ever made. You gotta love it. Alright, so $1.65 brings you, Adam, to $13.30, which means, Alex, you only need, like, $7 and, no, $8 or something. $7.80 in order to tie $7.81 to win. Well, fuck. Uh, you know what? You know what? Call of Duty served me well on the first and second rounds, just nudging my score up there and not going super duper over. Let's end strong with Call of Duty. Let's go with Call of Duty World War II, a game that I completely forgot existed until just now. Right. Now, for I, I don't, the okay. Xbox... Uh, look, does will this tank me? Will this secure me no. victory? Don't care. I'm trying to think of a game I, that will help you win. Give him, he said he wants World War II, give him World War II. Okay. On the side, also, give him the other Modern Warfare 2, because I think that actually would have made him win if he would have took the other Modern Warfare 2. But I, it's just me thinking in my head. I don't know. Okay. So. Uh, He's taking World War platform? II for 360. Which platform? 360? Uh, we'll go oh, with... Xbox One. Xbox One. I don't think I don't think that was available on 360. Oh, yeah, it was too late. World at War. I'm thinking World at War. Yeah, so yeah, Call right. of Duty, World War Two, for Xbox One, gets you two thirds the value of the PlayStation version for a whopping two dollars and twenty cents, which brings you to seven seventy. And what was the other game? Modern Warfare Two, the new version. Yes, Adam, I wanted. If he would have put both Modern Warfare twos on that list, would he have beaten me? <laughs> That's what I want to know. So Modern Warfare two for which platform? I just keep it consistent. Uh, Xbox. Series. Yeah, let's go to Xbox. Okay. Modern Warfare two for Xbox Series X gets you nine dollars and ninety cents. So yes, that would have that would have made you, you win. Won. You would have won, yeah. Yeah, if we had if we had nine dollars and ninety cents in here, your final score would have been fifteen forty, a whole two dollars and ten cents over Adam, and you would have won blackjack. Yeah, you guys gave me too many second chances, so it's okay. <laughs> I do love that right off the bat, very first guess. Oh, game's over. <laughs> over, you're done. <laughs> oh, cool. That's it for GameStop Blackjack, and that is it. For this episode of Respawn Aim Fire. Thank you everyone for listening. Thank you all, all and everyone in the chat for being an AI and saying nonsensical things. And uh, for everyone who owns 
uh, Suicide Squad <laughs> Kill Justice League. Pose was right work. in the middle of the girl from Detroit again, and it's just I can't <laughs> not laugh every time I see it. I'm sorry. Uh, for everyone going to play Suicide Justice, Kill the Justice League uh, in the Raft Clan, I, I know everyone who owns that game has done it, which means there is one person and it is Matt in that that thing. So uh, thanks for everyone for going to do that. While you are buying and downloading Helldivers on the Beach, make sure that you are also going to go download Castlevania Lords of Shadow on either Xbox platforms or PC Steam or physical versions of PlayStation 3 discs to play on your PlayStation 3. Because that is our monthly barf game backlog accomplishment with Respawn and Friends uh, that you all chose for us over on patreon.com slash fire, where you have a significantly weightier vote or over on twitter.com slash fire, where your vote is puny, but we're interested in what it says. Um, so yeah, go ahead and go vote there for... Uh, Probably this week I will be putting up next month's game. Again, we will be discussing Castlevania Lords of Shadow over on uh, March-ish. Something very early March, right after I think Final Fantasy VII launches again. So uh, we'll have that very soon. Make sure to write in if you have thoughts on the game that you would love to share on the podcast or if you would like to be on the show with a special flavor of Mountain Dew to reveal. Uh, You can do that as well. Um, Cozy, what should people do on Wednesday nights at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, and how and where should they do that? Uh, you should tune in to the next upcoming episode of Season 4 of Cozy Bear's Cooking over on twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live, K-O-Z-I-B-E-A-R-L-I-V-E. Uh, as Chad just said, uh, it will air at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so look forward to it. How was that? Uh, how was the lasagna? It actually turned out really good. There was a brief moment of momentary panic on the last stream where I was like, uh-oh, did I put too many uh, lasagna noodles inside of this? And it wasn't as fully cooked through as I was hoping it to be, but otherwise turned out really good. All of the other ingredients surrounding it were very tasty. Definitely was the most uh, successful dish uh, of my stream so far, both in terms of its appearance and in terms of its taste. So we are definitely on an upwards trend of making cool ass dishes. That should look fire. Hell yeah. Boom. Uh, Decent games in the chat ask Cozy, will you cook us a meal when you come for packs? The answer is yes. We've already been talking about it. Not on stream. He though. has yes. to. But yes. Th- there's one dish that I really want to make. But uh, if we can't make that dish work, I'll definitely try to think of a backup that I can do in its place. Jeez, many games. Here's uh, what you yes. can do. Uh, you're not in the packs chat. Uh, text me. Are there quality cheese curds in Rhode Island or nearby that we can get somewhere that you are aware of? Send send chat a picture. Just send me, to be send me a picture of the cheese curds as soon as possible. I know what, Dallas is very what, very like he pays a lot of money for cheese. Like I told him, you can buy a twenty four pack of Kraft singles for like three dollars, and he's like, no, I need to pay a lot of money for two slices of cheese instead. So he's he knows all about the cheese in Rhode Island. Chad, like, because, like, the thing is, is I've definitely had the experience before where I've gone into an American establishment advertising poutine, quote unquote, and then it's just fries with cheese on it. And it's like, this isn't poutine. So I want to make sure that it is the proper, legit, real stuff. You know, we we call it's because what you ordered probably we we have a thing here in in the United States called Pootie Tang. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, classic movie. Putin saying. Of course. Um, and uh, I'm easily confused with poutine, but it's a it's a similar separate dish. So uh, next time, if we go anywhere, make sure you're ordering poutine because that's a traditional American dish that you should order. Uh, that's it. That's it, everyone. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. In order to ensure that only those who are able to listen as we intended, here's our usual sign-off. Penis. <laughs>